Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Monday, November 16th to today, November 17th of 2020. Um, you guys, I'm sorry about yesterday, but I, I did tell you um, in advance that that probably was going to happen. Um, but we are getting back on track. I am slowly but surely catching up again um, because it's just that kind of season of life right now. Um, so we're still working on catching up with the website, thedailyroyal.com and Instagram. Um, I would expect Instagram to maybe be caught up by today. Um, yeah, probably by the time you're listening to this because I'm recording a little early um, and hope to be done editing and stuff very quickly. Um, and then after that, um, I'm slowly but surely working on catching up on the website. So I'm still at like the 12th. Um, so I have a few days still to catch up on. Um, but yeah, so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to Belgium for the events happening on Monday and Tuesday. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and move on to Belgium. In Belgium, we had a couple of different events. Um, we're going to start with Monday, like we always do on Mondays. Uh, King Philippe held a the weekly audience with the Prime Minister of Belgium, Alexander de Croix. Um, they are still holding these in, in person, which I found interesting. I kind of figured they would have switched to by phone, but they have not at this point. Um, so that was a little bit of some interesting information. Not really, but got to keep it interesting for this weekly event that literally happens every week. Um, so then today on Tuesday the 17th, uh, we started the morning with my personal favorite event of new ambassadors presenting their credentials. Um, so today King Philippe received the ambassadors from Gabon, uh, Mauritius, which is a country I have never heard of, um, and Tunisia. So they presented their credentials in a socially distanced, fairly safe ceremony. Um, one thing I can't remember, and I'm actually going to take a quick peek at the pictures right now, um, is if Philippe wears a mask during them. Um, I kind of think maybe he doesn't, but now I can't remember. Um, yes, they do. Okay, they do wear masks. Of course they do, because that's how we're safe right now. Um, so that is what happened this morning. And then this afternoon, um, King Philippe and Queen Mathilde visited a hospital in Liege um, where they met with staff and toured the hospital. And so this hospital is actually one that has had um, like the largest amount of COVID 
Um, it has the largest amount of COVID beds. And of course, then by proxy, it has helped handle the most amount of COVID case cases. Um, this hospital has received military personnel support in order to help with COVID. Um, and then I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think that they were possibly on a COVID, in a COVID wing, which seems, I don't know if this is what happened, but they are extremely protected in gear, in personal protection equipment. Um, I mean, like full on personal protection gown, K95 masks, shields, uh, hairnets. I mean, like they are covered, uh, gloves, like I don't know. They don't specifically say that this is what it is. Um, but this is the most protected I've seen a royal in the past, you know, 10 months or however long we've been doing this. It's not 10 months. I think it's like seven or eight, but still. Um, I, I don't know. I... I don't know, but they, I mean, they definitely, like, they met with a patient on a floor that looked very protected. I, I don't know. I have been trying to figure this out, like, all day, and I can't. Um, but, I don't know, you'd have a hard time convincing me that this is not what a COVID ward looks like. So, Maybe, maybe not. Um, I do just want to throw out there. I don't know that this is what it is. It's what it looks like. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on in uh, Belgium over the past couple of days. Um, you know, I, I want to point out here at the top of this episode, like, things are slowing down. For some reason, the only country that hasn't really slowed down is Spain. Um, and we'll get to that, but like most of the other countries are slowing down. Um, I'm really sorry if you heard that in the background. The dog Libby is her, is her name. Um, she, she is getting better. We haven't, she hasn't barked the whole time. She just wanted to whine to make sure I knew she was still there, which of course I do, but I'm trying not to encourage the anxiety attack um because it does seem to help her calm down if I just don't acknowledge it um and we've made it less scary when I start the podcast um by giving her lots of treats so we're getting there um but if you did just hear her kind of whine in the background she just wanted to make sure I knew she was there which I do um so that is what was going on in Belgium that's the little update on my dog training situation um, and so with that, we are now going to go ahead and move on to the UK. So there hasn't been a ton happening in the British, in the land of 
the British. Um, you know, we can talk about the crown, because um, that's based in the British royal family, but not reality. Um, like I said uh, the other day, I've watched it all already. Um, we'll probably watch it again, like, over the weekend or something. Um, just loved it a lot. And, yeah. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it yet because it did just come out and not everybody is, um, you know, me and has watched the whole thing already. So, maybe that'll be something we talk about in, like, January during one of the slow weeks. Um, so if you watch The Crown and you listen to this podcast, have it watched by January. We'll talk about it then. That's when I will do spoilers and all of that. None of it is really spoilers because this all happened in real life. But the way The Crown portrayed it is spoilers. So that's when we'll do The Crown conversation. Um, because seriously, it was fantastic. Also, if you've never watched The Crown, it's like this whole series on Netflix about the about Queen Elizabeth, really. Um, but it brings in other members of the royal family, and it's fantastic. Um, highly recommend. And season four just came out, which is fantastic, too. So that's what was going on there. Um, yesterday, the only thing on the court circular was that uh, the Prince of Wales held a meeting, a video conference meeting with the Sustainable Markets Initiative that he launched earlier this year, like in January at the World Economic Forum. Um, So that's really the only thing that happened. Yesterday, um, I am gonna take a quick peek at the times right now to see what was going on. Okay, so this will be probably something released in the next couple of days, Um, but the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge spoke by a video link to fathers who have been supported by future men, which I assume is an organization. Um, But again, when I read off things that happened on the court circular, I'm literally reading them as I'm talking about them out loud to you guys. So I don't do a lot of research on those. And so when that video call comes out in the next couple of days, which I'm sure it will, we'll for sure talk about it more then. Um, Okay, so that's really the only update from the UK. Of course, I assume Charles and Camilla are kind of like, um, not mandatory quarantining, but like self-isolating for a few days after the Germany trip. Um, And... Also, the UK is on lockdown, so, like, we're just not really seeing anybody right now. Um, And so, with all of that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to Denmark. It's, again, Denmark is really quiet, too. Um, There was one event in the past two days, um, and so that is that today Queen Margrethe received a um, 
or was presented the special yearbook from the National Museum. So in contradiction to its name, it's not a yearbook, it's um, a look back of the, at the National Museum for the past 80 years. Um, and so was dedicated to Queen Margrethe on behalf of her 80th birthday that was um, in April. Yeah, it was like mid-April, uh, 15th or 16th. Can't remember exactly which day. Um, but there were events planned honestly throughout the whole year and those have just been scaled back a lot, obviously, because 2020 and COVID and all of that good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing going on in Denmark. Denmark, I don't think has made any major announcements of COVID. Um, they did have a really interesting thing that I don't really want to talk about because it makes me really sad. Um, but they had, Denmark had this really weird strain of COVID coming from animals. And it's just like the result was really sad um, for the animals, not for the Danish people, but it was terrible. And um, yeah, anyway, um, I don't really know too much about what's going on in the Danish COVID situation, um, you know, other than whatever is happening elsewhere, like cases are spiking, um, you know, it, it's COVID is everywhere. And so it does look like their calendar is light, um, but I don't know, you know, I, I assume that's because of COVID, but I don't know that for sure. Um, it's just an assumption that I have. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's really like the only thing going on in Denmark today. Um, and so with that, we are going to go ahead and skip the Netherlands because uh, nothing is happening there. They're another one. They don't have another event on their calendar till like the 26th, um, which is next Thursday. So, you know, kind of just like the past couple of weeks, they'll probably pop in some unannounced visits here and there. Um, but again, like we're living in a pandemic that is spiking even in the countries that handled it well. Um, and so it's, you know, it's just gonna be slow and the podcast, I'll work around it, I'll figure it out, we'll, we'll get through. Um, you know, I'm working on some brainstorming ideas, but wanna see how like this week and maybe even next week play out before I get too far into that. Um, but by then we're kinda hitting December, where I plan to go weekly anyway, um, just for the last few weeks of December and into January. Um, so we might tough it out till then and go from there. Um, but yeah, so with that, we are gonna go ahead and move on now to Norway. In Norway yesterday, um, so many meetings. Uh, this, I think, is kind of like Norway's uh, 
solution to COVID is like no one's leaving um, and having, you know, large, not even large, but like medium sized events. Um, so um, yesterday, there was nothing today. So yesterday, um, we're going to start with King Harold and then go down. Um, so King Harold held audiences. He met with um, representatives of the Polytechnic Association. Um, I assume that's like some sort of educational situation. Um, and then he held an audience with a Supreme Court justice of the Supreme Court of Norway. I don't know how their justice system necessarily works. Um, if it's kind of the same as like the U.S. Supreme Court, um, I, I don't know. I have lots of questions. Um, but one of the things that I am oddly researching right now that mildly has to do with Norway um, is now that the world isn't on fire, I'm really learning about or wanting to learn about more of like the government systems of the countries I talk about. Like, of course, they're all constitutional monarchies. Like, I know that much, um, but more so in like how they operate and what their healthcare systems are like and just things like that. Um, because I am like a, a buff, like I want to know those things. Um, I'm a nerd when it comes to policies and like the distinction of like when we say, because here in America we have, we have this thing where we talk about like Denmark and Sweden and Norway as like socialism and they are kind of, but like really they're social welfare states. Um, and they're different. So I'm like learning about those and what I like from it and what I don't, um, you know, coming from a capitalist country, like I do as is, should be no surprise based on some of my ramblings about my political beliefs. Like I lean towards social welfare as the right place to be. Um, but I don't know how to produce that on a U.S. sized scale. Um, you know, people much smarter than me do, but that's something that I'm researching right now. Um, so that's like a thing, but I haven't gotten to how their, how Norway's Supreme Court works yet. I might though, don't get me wrong. I will get in the weeds that far someday. Um, so that happened. And then he also, King Harald also held a military audience. Um, and then King Harald and Crown Prince Akun together held an audience with the chief of the air force. Um, and then finally, Crown Prince Akun participated in a digital board meeting um, for the Crown Prince Couple Foundation. One thing that I kind of want to point out, it's there's no thinking behind this. I just do want to point it out is like originally Akun and Crown Princess Met Metamart were scheduled to be on this digital call and then it did turn out to just be Akun, which just... I noticed um, because I look at their calendars every every day, um, so I noticed that that had changed a little bit, um, but I don't quite know when it made the change because I hadn't looked since like last week, um, and I didn't notice the change over the weekend when I recorded for Sunday. So I don't know when that happened, um, but I did notice it, um, and then there was nothing on the calendar today in Norway. So now we are going to go ahead and move on to Spain.
in Spain, this is the one country that hasn't slowed down. Which is really bizarre to me because it felt like they were the ones, they still had the most engagements during like March, April, and even into May. Like they had the most, but they were doing everything from home. And now they still are like holding the most engagements, give or take. Um, but they're still out in the public. Like I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Um, and I haven't published these numbers anywhere. I mean, I have, um, but not for, I don't think I've published September or October's numbers. I've, I know what they are. I just haven't put them on the website yet. Um, because it's been a weird month or two. Um, but that'll be a project for like my next two days in a row off. Um, that might be my project on Thanksgiving. Um, Although my Thanksgiving plans are kind of constantly evolving. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I'm staying home. So we'll see what it turns into. Um, if anything, it'll just be, you know, the three people in like my COVID pod. That's what I call it. Like the three people I'm comfortable to be around without my mask on. Um, so we'll do that. But... Um, I don't know what to make of this whole, like, Spanish royals not really slowing down. Um, Spain itself is, like, not really locked down, but are always kind of in the potential to be locked down. It's very confusing. Um, okay, so yesterday on Monday, there was one event um, so King Felipe and Queen Letizia together, this is their fir first engagement together in a month. I just want to throw that out there. They have not done anything together since the Princess of Astorius Awards last month. Almost like, actually it's been over a month, I think. Um, again, it's a COVID thing. I'm 99% sure. Like, it's all good. Um, but it's just like... Oh, I realized, you know, that they hadn't been together on an engagement for a month. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I was very excited for this. So together they opened the new University Hospital of Toledo, um, which is in Castilla-La Mancha. Um, and so this is a new public hospital. So it is a kind of state-funded state-funded, government-funded, um, hospital. And there was a, like, opening ceremony, um, where the president of Castilla-La Mancha, um, gave a brief speech, and then, like, a video was shown of the renderings for the hospital, um, and then Felipe and Letizia, like, unveiled a plaque, um, kind of standard operating procedures for openings of things. Um, and then after that ceremony, they took a tour of the whole hospital, um, but including the, um, the website, the, the Royal Family website included on their, you know, outpatient rooms, the trauma unit, um, emergency room, operating rooms, and then the ICU, um, and then after that, they also had, like, an official sit-down type of thing with the officials 
of um, the government and the health agencies and like I think the Minister of Health was there as well. Um, so they had a sit down meeting with them um, at the hospital to conclude the visit and then took some pictures outside. Um, so that was yesterday, that was Monday. Um, and then today, again, separate agendas. Um, so a lot though, still a lot. I have very interesting thoughts about this because I don't understand what Spain is doing. Um, I've been so focused on like my own country that I haven't really dug into what Spain's doing for a long time and I kind of miss it. So that might be something I do too. Um, but anyway, so today King Felipe attended the board meeting of the Kotec Foundation. Um, so Kotec is a nonprofit organization that aims to promote, this is a quote from their website of their mission, um, aims to promote innovation as an engine of economic and social development. Um, and Felipe is honorary president of Kotec. So of course he, you know, kind of leads that meeting, um, and learns all about it. And then afterwards he held an audience with the C CEO, um, as well as the president of the board of directors for Renault. Um, Renault is a, I think it's a French car manufacturer, um, but they do also do car sales and such in Spain. Um, and so they met today. Um, and then finally, to end the day in the Spanish royal family, um, Queen Letizia attended a working meeting for UNICEF Spain. Um, so UNICEF is part of the United Nations, and it's their branch that focuses on um, the natural rights of children um, and making sure that children, no matter what their situation is, are taken care of. Um, and so Letizia is the honorary president for U UNICEF Spain. Um, and so she, of course, is at this meeting where the topic was, can anyone guess, COVID-19. Um, but more specifically on how to continue as well as grow the work of UNICEF um, in the world and in Spain in relation to or, you know, around the fact that we're living in a global pandemic. Um, so that is what was going on there. Um, so busy couple of days for Spain, which I mean, thank goodness, you know, they kind of are keeping us afloat, but man, <laughs> it's, it's weird that they're having so many engagements. Um, you know, I used to kind of know their numbers as well as ours, um, mainly because the way I look at it, like Spain and specifically the state I live in, in the U.S., went into lockdown kind of like one day after each other. Um, and so I've always kind of followed Spain as a roadmap for what's going to happen here because they do tend to follow each other very closely, which is weird. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, but it is something like I've kind of noticed, like my state kind of falls in with whatever Spain is doing. It's not an intentional thing. I don't think, 
Um, I highly doubt that my governor is looking at Spain going, that's what I should do. Um, it just happens to be timed about the same. So we're getting, in my state, we're getting stricter measures kind of weekly at this point. Um, I expect us to be at a stay-at-home order uh, by December, like the first week in December. Um, but we're not in it yet. <laughs> I just kind of expect it. Um, and so, I'm, you know, at this point now we're moving ahead of Spain, apparently. But anyway, that's like a whole other aside. But it is weird to me that Spain is holding all of these in-person engagements still. Um, I would like to look at their numbers and see what they look like. Um, so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to Sweden. Ending in Sweden, as we always do, you know, sometime I might just switch it up. We'll start with Sweden and work our way backwards. I think that would throw everyone off, including me. Like, I think that would make it a very hard podcast for me to record. Um, because I would just forget what country I was in. Um, so yesterday, Queen Sylvia attended the digital opening for a new childhood orphanage. Uh, childhood is the organization that, uh, it's the World Childhood Foundation that Queen Sylvia started um, or is, I think she's a co-founder of, um, and it has branches and kind of like all the places that are important to her story. Um, and so she opened the new childhood orphanage in Dusseldorf, uh, Dusseldorf, Germany. Um, so she did that, of course, digitally. She didn't travel or anything like that. Um, and then today, uh, King Carl Gustav sent out a, just a message to the Swedish people about the crisis. Um, so I'm going to read it first and then we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Sweden, um, to what I understand. So his message read, quote, we must all take our responsibility and continue the joint efforts and efforts to stop the spread of the infection. Hold on, hold on. End quote. Um, so that was also accompanied by an announcement that for now, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia are going to be back to working remotely. Um, this comes after, I think I've talked about this, but all of the COVID tour dates um, for the rest of the year have been pushed back to 2021. Um, and so here's what I have kind of learned um so Sweden I've talked about this um Sweden did a trial did a they didn't try it they just did it um decided to do um herd immunity which means I'm gonna cry because it's just so sad um which means that they were trying to have everyone catch COVID essentially by not um, 
enforcing rule. Like they didn't put social distancing measures. They never did a full lockdown. They never did. Um, I don't think they shut down schools really. Um, I mean, they just didn't. And because of that, even though Sweden is a very small country, so they do not have, when you look at just the numbers, they do not have the highest death rate. But when you look at it per capita, they do. They have one of the highest in the world, um, probably just below the U.S. Um, and maybe some other countries. But, um, and it's not working. It, it, the... <sighs> The cases are spreading like wildfire, which isn't even like, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's atrocious and it's happening in all the counties at once. Um, and so I don't know that Sweden is in a lockdown or any kind of situation, but they have been encouraged to stay home. Um, and it seems like maybe Sweden is taking a, a step back from the herd immunity idea. Um, and I will say, like, this is a lesson. Um, you know, I Sweden has been put now as, like, the standard in the U.S. response to COVID. Um because the people in charge don't want to deal with wearing masks. So this is my daily reminder that we are already losing some of the most people per million. Uh, we have one of the highest death rates per capita. We are not being careful. Um, please don't let us turn into Sweden where there are losing I mean we are but like they're losing so many and you know people people are dying um and I've been very critical of Sweden's response um uh, because it's not working and it I have mentioned time and time again this is not on the royal family um by any means it's a constitutional monarchy King Carl Gustav has literally no say in what the government does um but he is still the head of state. And while none of this falls on him, because, like, I understand how a monarchy works, like, I appreciate the fact that he is leading by example and sending this message and going to a switch to working remotely. Um, because, again, like, he's an elderly person. His wife is an elderly person. If they catch this thing, it could become fatal. It, This COVID is not a joke, people. <sighs> so, um, I expect things to be kind of quiet on the Swedish royal family front for a while. Um, as they, you know, they were kind of okay with keeping us up to date on what they were doing via remote work. Um... But I think as the Swedish government kind of reworks this, um, 
it will be kind of just quiet for a while is my assumption but we'll see um and with the the tour dates being canceled you know there's a lot of empty days on the calendar so we'll see how the rest of it goes um I'm sorry we ended on a COVID note but like this is getting real scary all over again and we need to do our part so please 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 wear a mask um, if not, like, if you think you can catch COVID, that's fine. Like, please don't give it to other people because they might not be able to survive it. Even if they look young, maybe they're not the healthiest, you know? Like, don't just assume because they're young that they're healthy. Like, that's not always how it works. People can live with things that you never know about. So please, please, please wear a mask for other people. I know they're inconvenient. My God, I wore two at the event I was on last night because I was extra nervous. I took them off one time for pictures where I held my breath for the most part. I know it's really hard. Believe me, I couldn't breathe last night. I get it, but I wanted to protect myself and I wanted to protect other people that I will be seeing now for the next two weeks after going to an event last night with a lot of people. I was socially distant. I wore my mask the entire time. I sat next to the, per the one of the only people I'm comfortable taking my mask off around. Like I did my part and I know that we have to live life. I get that and I do, but like we have to be careful. So that's how I'm going to end this. Um, you know, I think my new catchphrase at the end of this is just going to be wear a mask. I, I don't know, but like wear one, please. They're not that hard. <sighs> um, and so with that, we are going to end this episode. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, like I said, I'm going to catch up on Instagram. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it'll be all caught up. Um, and you can find that at the daily Royal, um, Instagram changed their update. Um, and I know it's weird and confusing, but like, um, one thing that I've learned and this is also kind of a shameless promotion is if you just like double tap the posting at the top, like you can like it and move on, um, and get a new picture at the top. So, you know, I will probably go back to changing up my format. So I'm not posting, you know, 50 pictures a day. Um, I'll change it up a little bit. Um, I don't know that I'll do that tonight. I might because it's only 8.30 and I'm not super tired yet. So um, I might work on just collages and that way you only have like a picture for the number of events. Um, so it'll be less. I won't do single pictures anymore. Um, even though that's easier on me, like I'll adapt to Instagram's update. Um, so please go like those pictures. They do take me a lot more time. Um but I love to have them out there. So that is, like I said, it's the Daily Royal on Instagram and then the dailyroyal.com has all the pictures in non-collage format um, and full color, like everything, basically, you know, just the copy and paste from the Royal Family's websites. Um, and so please check that out too. Um, and with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Wear a mask. Bye.